For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel before floor, an hour before every game. Post up five hours as soon as the game ends. If you hit the subscribe button, you'll get all of our content, and there is a lot of it on all the South Florida teams. FiveReasonsSports.com for the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others on the teams in town. We do not have a paywall and check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. While we're talking about the internet, while we're talking about the internet, you got to check out Nord VPN online security starts with a click Nord VPN encrypts your internet traffic and hide your IP and virtual location. Nord VPN helps protect you against bandwidth throttling from internet providers where ISPs slow down your internet to get you to upgrade. Nord VPN allows you to switch your country IP address to access Netflix, Disney Plus, and YouTube Premium in other countries for cheaper prices. They offer unparalleled browsing security and protection from hacking of personal data. So get your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com backslash 5RSN or use the promo code 5RSN to get a discount on your NordVPN plan. One additional month for free and a bonus gift to check out. And you'll always get NordVPN's 30-day money get back guarantee. So check it out for an internet security, nordvpn.com backslash 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor and Five Reasons Sports Network. Here's today's floor plan. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. I've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. The Miami Heat win. Well, as we're speaking last night, by the time you listen to this, maybe two nights ago, they're first in the Eastern Conference. They're clear by three games. They have tiebreakers over most of the key teams in the East. They've got Victor Oladipo back after an extremely successful 15-minute stint. We all covered that. Check out the YouTube channel and the podcast feeds. We did plenty of episodes on that already. They've got Markeith Morris coming back soon. Kyle Lowry is back with the team. Things look, knock on something, pretty perfect right now. And so we're going to tempt fate here a little bit. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are in town. They are not in town with all of their core players, including Chris Paul, but they have been. There's no question about it. The record says it, but also just the way they conducted themselves this year. They're the best team in the NBA. Uh, they're coming off an NBA finals appearance. They got off to a slow start this year. They've gone on three incredible runs already this season. 
Devin Booker is a legitimate superstar type talent. Sorry, Justice. Uh, and, you know, they've got a guy in Aiton who may, whether or not they want to resign for the maximum, uh, is playing at a very high level. Camp Johnson has stepped up. They're really, really good. Okay. And they're in a conference, guys, that is not as good as it has been in past years. Typically, the West goes eight, nine, ten deep. I mean, this year, the Lakers, I mean, don't belong to play in China this year. Uh, and they're, they're probably going to make the play in just because the conference is not great. This is going to be only the second time since 1999 that the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference has a better record than the eighth seed in the Western Conference. That is how much this is tilted. But there have been a couple of teams at the top. It has been basically Phoenix, Golden State, and then Memphis has made a move over Utah. And Golden State has fallen back lately, where actually they are now tied with the Heat for the second best record in the league when they had about a 10-game lead over the Heat two months ago. So what we're going to talk about tonight is what would be the Heat's prospects if they get out of the East? Which are the teams that would give them the most trouble and we're going to start with the one that's here, not the version that's here on Wednesday night without Chris Paul and some other guys, but in totality. So I'll start here with you, Alex. Uh, in your view, first thing, are the Phoenix Suns the favorite to come out of the West? They should be. I mean, I, I've said at different points throughout the season, I, I, I would pick the Warriors, but I get why the Suns should be considered the favorites. Like you said, you, you, you said it pretty succinctly there. Like they've been the best team in the league all season. They were obviously in the finals last season they've proven that that they've been that team this year. They, I mean, both teams, when we're talking about the Heat and the Suns are one seeds, and uh, there's seven games between them when you're talking about wins. So that's how that's how damn good they've been all year. So I, I get it. They should be the favorites. I just think, you know, you get them in a series of the Warriors, wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors win. But, yeah, they're the favorites. Are they the favorites, Brady? Yeah, definitely. Like, you were mentioning how – the West is just different than it's been. It's basically of the Eastern Conference of what we used usually know, like when LeBron just overpowering the East and it's just like, oh, who's going to face LeBron this year? Uh, that seems like where the Suns kind of sit right now because they just clearly the games won, uh, the games that are there behind them kind of tell you that, but they're just a better overall team uh, from top to bottom. But I think from a just a fun exercise sense, I think the Heat and the Suns would be just a really fun matchup just going player by player because they're similar in a lot of ways of just the Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry dynamic. Obviously, two different players, but the, the veteran point guards who set other guys up, uh, the eight and Bam stuff, the Crowder, P.J. Tucker. They have guys off the bench uh, in Cam Johnson and um, campaign, just like Hero and Oladipo. Like McGee and Deadman are probably two of the best backup bigs in this league. I think that would just be a really fun matchup and I just from a basketball sense, but definitely from top to bottom, it just seems like East or West, the Suns are definitely the best out of, out of the grouping. The one place where the Phoenix Suns uh, are better than the Miami Heat and it shows up in all of the numbers is in the clutch. They are dynamic in the last five minutes of games. They know, again, with a full roster, they know who they got to get to. Uh, they, they know where to get the ball at the right time. They know how to use the clock. They do it defensively, but more so than the Heat do, they do it offensively. That is where a series against Phoenix would be problematic, I think, for this Miami team until they figure some things out. I think a lot of the individual matchups you're comfortable with. I think you're comfortable with Bam against Aiton. I think you're comfortable uh, with Jimmy Butler matching up with Mikel Bridges. Uh, I think uh, you're fairly comfortable with maybe Victor Oladipo guarding Devin Booker a little bit, or maybe Gabe Vincent slots in there or some of their other guys. 
I don't think you're particularly comfortable with what would happen if the game was tight in the last four or five minutes. That, that would be the biggest concern for me of a Phoenix series. And I don't necessarily think that's the case with some of these other teams. So let's pivot a little bit. Uh, if it's not going to be Phoenix, everybody thought it would likely be Golden State because of the start that they got off to. I, I can tell you that as much as the numbers were great early, I wasn't as sold on the Warriors as some. Um, even with the thought that Clay was coming back, which you knew they were going to have to integrate them, him, I, I still don't feel they're that strong up front. We're going to talk about Draymond. I still think some of their players, I, I've been following Warriors fans have been complaining about sort of decision-making that Jordan Poole makes in certain situations. They have some young guys. I don't know that you can necessarily trust. And Andrew Wiggins, to me, all-star mention or not, is, is not somebody you can count on consistently. And it's starting to show up right now with his numbers. So I'll start with you on this, Brady. Does Draymond fix everything for them? Basically, like it feels like that is what it is, because if you're talking about the defensive numbers, they have not been good without him. He can fix that. Uh, their half court stuff, like it just feels like he can get Steph involved and get other guys involved rebounding. Like every aspect that they're missing lately is probably Draymond can plug it. Uh, but to relate it to a heat sense in comparison, let's say, to the, to the Suns, Warriors kind of fit what Miami does defensively a little bit more than I would say Phoenix would. And the reason I say that is because if we dumb it down to like the things Miami does defensively that we're used to, when there's like a guard and a big combo, they put PJ on that guard and they just immediately switch it. If they're switching that combo between Steph and Draymond, that's constantly spammed and you have Bam on Steph and PJ on Draymond. Generally you feel really comfortable with both those matchups. When in the sense of Phoenix, if you don't know which guy to put PJ on because the other guy can just pull up the pick and roll and kind of dissect it in a way uh, that just makes it much different. So it feels like schematically defensively, Miami would probably fit the Warriors a little bit more, but it's just the sense of like they can explode in any game because that's just the type of team they are. So it just feels like uh, I'm interested to see how much Draymond really does plug. And I think, what is it, like four or five more games until he even comes back? Uh there's going to have to be some rhythm there. Uh, but if ultimately, if they catch some fire, they end up in a finals run. Uh, they are just a really just a high level offense and firepower team that also has generated, you know, some really good numbers defensively. Alex, how do you like their matchup against the Suns? And how would you like their matchup against the Heat? I like what Brady was talking about there because it got my it got my gears going a little bit mentally, trying to like uh, go through the matchups in my head and, and thinking about what he was talking about there as far as uh, what the Heat like to switch and how it would look versus each of those. And it's tough, man. Like I think before I would have said the Warriors are the tougher matchup. Uh, I, I still might be there, but it's just hard to think about because it feels like we've been focusing on the Eastern team so much. Uh, this season as far as playoff matchups and now when I'm focused to think about the Warriors and the Suns it's really hard to choose between them because the Suns have absolutely been the the better team all series but I'm just a little bit more scared of Steph on the offensive side and then Draymond and the elite Warriors defense on the defensive end and I just like I know Clay hasn't been that good yet but I kind of expected him to kind of not be Clay right away even though a lot of what he does is three-point shooting I think it was going to take a little bit, of, uh, a little while for him to get his rhythm back. I, I kind of just expect them to be the Warriors in the playoffs, and I and I look at them a lot like uh, the Warriors teams pre KD, whereas like they've turned Andrew Wiggins into their version of what Harrison Barnes used to be for them. You know, you've got Steph and Draymond. Obviously, you're hoping Clay can go back to a certain uh, facsimile of what he was before, and I just think like they've been an elite defense. 
uh, all season. You also have Jordan Poole, who's like, I don't know, three-fourths of, of Tyler Hero for them, maybe a little more. But he's been he's been good in that role for them. I just think, like, they're a really talented team, and I'm a little bit more scared of, scared of them than I am of the Suns, maybe because I don't really trust the Aiden stuff as far as, like, he's always going to have tough defenders on him. Even if he gets smaller, guys switched on to him, there's always going to be help. Uh Chris Paul is older and and can't beat you off the dribble, doesn't get into the paint. I, I respect everything he does. He's he's really good despite not being able to get into the paint anymore. But I just like I'm more scared of Steph when it comes to uh if I'm the Heat. You know, I think like, I respect Steph more at, at this at this age and time. Of course, Steph hasn't done his best work in the finals, typically. Uh, I think that needs to be taken into some consideration. Um, and there's no Durant there to bail him out. I, I am, you know, a Steph Curry stick sycophant, but I covered final series where, you know, he didn't win the MVP um, pretty much all of them. And so I, I do think that we've seen with him, there has been a little bit of a, of an efficiency drop with the exception of the all-star game of late. Uh, and, and here's the other thing about it. They've done a number on him. I mean, the heat in the past, not there was a stretch during the big three years where he went crazy on them in recent years though, they've done a good job. And we have seen when they, f- they, they focus on one, I know the Warriors have other options, but he is there. He's the hub of I all feel of it. They can do that for Paul and Booker too. That's kind of my thing with it. But there's two of them. That's the thing. I mean, unless Clay is going to be back at the level that he was at before. I mean, you're not worrying about Draymond offensively as a scorer. He does a lot of other things, obviously. But I just, I, I think with Aiton, there's another dimension there that the Golden State really doesn't have that kind of big uh, I, and, and again, with golden state there, there's some questions for me about some of their others. Like, I, I don't, I just, I, I guess I just don't fear Andrew Wiggins, uh, after all this time. I mean, they would be, a, look, if they got to the finals, it's because Steph and clay were playing at a high level and Draymond was healthy. So that is why they would scare you and they've done it right. They've unlike Phoenix, they finished the job before. So that would be concerning. Yeah, they're second in net rating for the season. So they, they no, I, I know they are. They've really been awful the last 10. And I, I, I think maybe that's coloring my judgment here a little bit. I mean, for the fact that the heat with everything that they've gone through have gotten into a tie with golden state, I'll say this also. I mean, I, I love what Steve Kerr does from a schematic standpoint, but for a playoff series, give me Spo. Okay, I, I think and Kerr has made good adjustments over the years, putting Iguodala in the final in the in the starting lineup after not doing it against you know the whole season. He put him in the starting lineup against Cleveland. But again, I, if you're talking about one series, give me Spo. All right, when we come back, uh, we're gonna get into some of the other teams in the West, including the one that just from a, a, a roster composition standpoint might actually give the Heat the most problems. Before we do though. Brady's appearances here are sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein. This is the personal injury attorney that you want to go to if you're here in South Florida. He did go to FSU. Don't hold him against you. Hold it against him. But he's got a law degree from down here in St. Thomas. He graduated magna cum laude. He's got, I will just say, he's got the most entertaining Instagram account you will find. It's Ask About Me, I Got You. I I don't know if there's a rapper that Eric doesn't hang out with. Uh, But he is just, he's, he's a huge Heat fan. Uh, he grew up in a personal injury family and he can handle everything for you. Okay. So car accidents, slip and falls, medical malpractice, and more. The phone number is 954-829-ERIC, 954-829-ERIC. That's 954-829-ERIC or on Instagram at ask about me. I got you. And also he sponsors our daily clip, our court clip on our Instagram account at five reasons sports. All right, the Memphis Grizzlies are an interesting team this year in this sense. Uh, John Morant is an MVP candidate, legit. He's taken the leap, 
um, you know, literally and figuratively, they actually have a better record without him this year than with him because of some of the things that they did. I would argue that just on, if you just look at the type of players they have, that they would be the most problematic. They're unlikely to get to the finals. I think, I think they're a young team. They haven't been anywhere near that far before they, you know, they're in a play in situation last year, but I just think if they got to the finals, there are a lot of matchups we wouldn't like. Is, is that fair, Alex? Oh, it's more than fair. It would be, it would, it would present a lot of problems. And it's just a team that has constantly made me look stupid this season. Cause every time I kind of try to box them in, they, they get out of it and like, Oh yeah, there'll be a cool seven seed. Oh, a five seed. Oh, three seed. Like they just keep climbing and keep getting out of it. And it's just what happens when a young team figures things out uh, so quickly. I think we're just not used to seeing it. Jaws is, is one of those type of talents, but you've got Jaron figuring it out. You got Desmond playing, Desmond Bain playing at a really high level there, uh, and they're doing it with like Dylan Brooks having been having been in and out of the lineup too, and he, he was one of their best players before this season. Uh, they've got a lot of guys up and down their rotation who are just good players. Most of them are young, and I feel like I think I said this last season, like all of them play like vets. The way that they play, like it's just very. Uh, but it's not without energy though. That's the thing. Like it's constant relentlessness and energy. But they, it's very procedural in the sense that they're, they're making the right reads and, and they're getting things done on both ends. Like, they're a very good team on both ends of the floor when you look at the numbers. So, yeah, like, they'll be tough, but I'm not really looking at the Grizzlies as a serious contender to beat the Heat yet. Like, I'm, I'm going to box them in one more time, and make, make, they might make me look stupid again. Odds are they will. But I'm just not putting them on the same level as the Suns and Grizzlies yet. I think the Heat could scheme for what Ja does, even if he will beat most of their guys off the dribble. The Heat are always going to send help. And you're going to have to bank on the shooters uh, that the Grizzlies have beating you night after night in a series. And I just don't think they would have enough to beat the Heat uh, this season. Brady, um, what would have to happen for Memphis to get to the finals? I think, first of all, Dylan Brooks would have to be healthy and play at an extremely high level because they'd have to have that maybe Victor Oladipo type addition that ends up playing way above his head. and the other thing I think from Miami's sense, it's kind of to his point, was they would probably box Jaw in and try to do that, that the other shooters would just get good open looks. And that's probably the last team you want to do that against. Like among the teams that we were discussing in the West, like they have more options around him. Uh, that is, feel like it's interesting. They remind me, though, of like Atlanta of last year. Like it feels like they can make a run maybe to the Western Conference Finals, but that would probably be the capped out because I feel like maybe – jaw like Trey could just go on an incredible run. Maybe some of the role players play above them. But other than that, uh, it just feels like this is just like a really unlikely option because I just can't see them taking down. Like we're talking about them playing like vets, but they're going to be playing against real vets that have been in these situations, been in the playoffs, been in the finals, and these Warriors and Suns teams. It just feels like it's going to be really hard to picture them being in that type of final situation. All right. We're going to get to your wild card team here. Okay. So think of this as we go to break the one team um, that you think could get to the finals and give the heat trouble because we've seen dark horses. It doesn't happen often, but sometimes teams come from beyond the top three seeds. I know I haven't mentioned one of sort of the blue blood teams, but I don't know that I take them particularly seriously, but we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, when we come back for the break, before we do, I'll tell you about another sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's prizepicks.com. Use code 5FIVE. Get your initial deposit match. You put down $100, they'll give you $100 to play with. This is the official Daily Fantasy partner. Uh, and, you, and you can play the Heat games. 
You can play all the other games. You can pair players from different sports, different teams, two, three, four, five players. Just use that code five. Okay. F I V. If you don't use the code, you're like giving away free money. Use the code five and you will get your deposit matched at prizepicks.com or just download the app. All right, let's do this. I don't want to talk through all the teams, okay? I don't want to talk through all the teams. I just want everybody to give me one, all right? Give me the wild card team in the West that you think could get to the finals and could give the Heat the most problems. Alex. Damn it, Ethan. I was trying to sort between the the ones that came to my head here. So just one quick question. Are we assuming health? Because that's a huge one. Yes. Well, we're assuming they wouldn't get to the finals without the health, right? So, but, but, but I I think in one case, I don't think you can assume Kawhi Leonard's health. I think we, we have to put that to the side. The other guy, why I'm asking, but that's one of the teams that I had, you know, just came to my mind automatically. But the the real reason I'm asking is for the Nuggets. Okay. That's the team I want to pick. I I want to say Jamal Murray. All right. So I'm going to give you Jamal Murray back. I'm not going to give you Michael Porter Jr. back. I'm not going to give you Kawhi back. I'm going to give you Paul George back, which is not a certainty by any means. I'm going to give you Jamal Murray back. And we can't give you Joel, you know, uh, Ingles back because he's already gone and he's out for the season. Anthony Davis? And we're going to give you Anthony Davis back, yes. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to pick the Lakers anyways, but might as well just say that. Uh, If Kawhi's not back, I'm not picking the Clippers. But, yeah, I was going to say the Nuggets. I just – respect them they've won series before they've gotten better and better after you know every season that they've been together Jokic just has continued to get better I don't know like even without Porter that might be able to make that type of run I wouldn't bet on it but I I, if you're talking about a dark horse team I could totally see that happening I just have a lot of respect for Murray and if he is looking good and looking like himself they they can make a run like I guess that that means you, you would have to get the Warriors in the in the second round, probably. I mean, I'm not sure where they're seated right now, but if 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 not, like you got to go through one of the Sons of the Warriors. I don't think it's the craziest thing that they could be one of the, one of those two teams. Having to be both of them is really tough. But I, I would I would pick the Nuggets there. Ready? Yeah, I might have gone. I probably would have gone with the Nuggets just because uh, Jamal Murray is like a big piece of that, and I think going among these teams like when you're talking about Jokic a guy that was the MVP probably will be the MVP again possibly like that has to be the one you go with but I'm gonna go in a different direction I'm gonna say Dallas I feel like Dallas can actually go on a run through Luka but also give the Heat maybe the most trouble because it feels like thinking after that last Heat game between Dallas the thing we talked about on the podcast after the game was okay this is another team that has a little bit of length defensively they've gotten it together defensively and they gave Jimmy Butler trouble. And when I'm thinking about matchups and teams that maybe Miami doesn't want to see, you revolve that around your best player, and that's Jimmy Butler. And I feel like that's the one team that maybe if they throw length at them, uh, they can flatten your offense out. And I just don't think that was something we expected to say about this Dallas Mavericks team before the season. Uh, and we know what they could do offensively. We know that uh, Dinwiddie is actually playing really well. I know we were both skeptical about maybe that type of uh, – gelling between Luca and him because you're putting a guy that's pretty much an on-ball guy that's not much of a catch-and-shoot off-ball player uh, but he's been playing well like they have enough guys they have a bunch of role players Miami's plan against Dallas was okay we're gonna take Luca out of the picture we're gonna make everybody else beat him everybody else did beat them <laughs> like late in that game they took Luca out guys like Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleber and all these guys are hitting big shots in the fourth to kind of close Miami out that it just feels like Luca can be that good that he can probably go on a run and, and take out one of these teams as, as a dark horse. 
All right. I think those are the two teams, honestly, uh, but just to go in a different direction and because I don't want to pick Rudy Gobert, um, I'm going to say the PG Clippers. Uh, and, and the reason is Tyloo's figured out a way to keep this thing afloat without his two stars. They've added Norm Powell. Reggie Jackson's playing at a high level right now. We saw them make a bit of a mini run last year. Um, I, I think they're, they're dangerous and I think they would be dangerous for Miami in the finals that they have uh, options. They would be playing first thing. They would be a huge underdog on, in, with big momentum at that point. Uh, but, but I, I would say that I think of the two choices that, that you guys went with, I would lean nuggets actually um, for one reason. First, I think they're more likely to get there than Dallas. Uh, but also uh, we know Bam does not do well with Jokic and Again, with Luca didn't shoot the ball well against Miami the last time. Like uh, there are options against Luca. They don't have options against Jokic. Like he, you can't he has for for Jokic like you can with Embiid. Well, yeah, you can, right? Right. And I, I don't think that with Bam, I just don't think Bam matches up well with him. And I've said repeatedly to win a championship, Bam is going to have to play at a high level. I don't think that necessarily happens against Jokic. So there also would be a bit of a drumbeat at that point. You'd have a guy who was, you know, the MVP last year, maybe second or third in MVP this year, if he doesn't finish first, uh, where, you know, it kind of feel a little bit like his time. Jamal Murray, if he, Jamal Murray's not a player who relies heavily on athleticism. I think he's going to come back fine. Um, I don't know that losing Porter hurts them that much. And I, I think that they would be a problem for Miami. So I, I would lean more nuggets than Mavs, but Mark I think Keith Morris are, redemption series. Yes. I'm telling you one thing. I'm not going Utah, not, not going Utah. It's not happening. All right. Check out our sponsors, prizepicks.com. Salt Lake City is beautiful. Use code five. I don't want to go to Utah. Maybe that's the way you told me. Uh, Eric and Eric, <laughs> Eric Rubenstein, our, uh, our uh, personal injury attorney here. Uh, you can check him out and ask about me. I got you on Instagram. He's gonna have a website up soon as well. And nordvpn.com backslash five RSN. Have a good night, everybody. We're day. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.